Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I am Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. Wow, what a fun series win we just had. Series win against the Pirates. Who swept us last time we saw them. I mean, I don't know where to begin. Uh, how about our, our fingernails? That was probably the most nail biterific game of the season. In a more ways bit. than one. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we've gotten so used to the Rockies winning that um, that ninth <laughs> inning... Once it got a little messy, once it got a little dicey, I'm like, ooh, what's going to happen? Absolutely. There were a couple of those moments throughout the game on Wednesday. A 4-3 victory for the Colorado Rockies. They finished their road trip to New York and Pittsburgh 4-2. and two. They won both games, both series uh, against the Mets and the Pirates. They're 7-2 and two in May, going back to April 30th, which was a win against the Diamondbacks on Sunday, 8-2. and two. Best record in all of MLB. Ooh. Let me say that again. Colorado Rockies have the best record. And we're not talking about a one-day record. Because when anytime they win a game, you go, hey, that's the best record today. Because Unless someone played a doubleheader. You know what, Ooh, Look Susie, at me overcomplicating. Who am you, I, Patrick Lyons? <laughs> overcomplicating? No. Having the right answer is what you've got there. <laughs> but they've got the best record in all of MLB. It's absolutely Unbelievable. So many different players chipping in. So many career firsts for a lot of these guys. Uh, just just an outstanding performance and, uh, and a really good week. And, and now a lot more excitement going into that Philly series. As if you know we needed any with Bryce Harper obviously coming back, yeah. the NL champs. But now it's like, okay, let's, let's see what this team can do. They've yeah. kind of dug themselves out of a hole just a little bit. And now maybe we're seeing... The best version of the Rockies, or maybe this just is the Rockies. This is, I I mean, I believe that we're looking at just the best version of them all coming together right now all, mm. or with what we have available. Because again, like so many people are injured. Yes. So many dudes that we wish we had around are injured. Uh, I will say, though, I think now that Bryce Harper is back with the Phillies, it's a good thing that this team is clicking right now, that they have this great momentum because they will need it when Philly comes to town. No updates just yet. Nathan in the chat uh, wanting to know what happened with Antonio Sinzatella. Of course, that's the latest injury. He leaves in the third inning. Uh, give up two home runs. Uh, we don't, but I, I mean, it's precautionary. So obviously, yeah. there's potential injury. Mm -hmm. So you're right in that in that case. Um, but yeah, he'd given up a two run home run to Andrew McCutcheon. A second home run he had given up in that game. Rockies were down three nothing. And you, you lose your guy that you, you hope is going to, you know, keep the, the pirates at bay, no pun intended. But at that point you go, well, all right, at least they won one against the pirates. Uh, they avoided 
a full sweep. Like we talked about on Tuesday's mm-hmm. show, they had never uh, had a winless season against the Pirates. They had only had one season where they had won only one game. So therefore, it was only logical that they were going to win both games against the Pirates. That's what we kind of said. We didn't say that, but we said it could happen, and it did happen. They won both games. Unbelievable. Yes. (laughs) This is great. This is great. Peter Lambert comes into the game there, uh, does a nice job, two and a third innings pitch, four strikeouts. His first appearance in 2023. First appearance since 2021. Yeah, so since September 2021, right? Yeah. Yeah, so good to see him again. As you know, he is my uh, pick for the best start. So I'm like, okay, come on, get into starter shape. Let's go, let's go. That's right. Yeah, he stretched out, looked nice, looked incredibly confident. Maybe he will be uh, next up for a start. Obviously, they've got probably with the day off on Thursday, he'll be able to have probably five days of rest if mm-hmm. if needed. And if Sinzatella can't make that start, then you probably would pencil Peter Lambert in to make that start. He, of course, wearing number 20. Last time you saw him, he was wearing number 23. He did give up that jersey to Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year at spring training, asked him about that. And he was just like, I don't, what do you mean? Like what? That I, he's 23 and I'm not now and that's that. So he didn't get the Rolex. <laughs> or as or as Nate uh, commented on on Twitter, uh, he should have gotten a Lambo. Lambo should have been given a Lambo yeah. to give up his jersey. It makes sense. Does it not count if you're injured? Maybe. That's I guess it. so. I guess so. Because he wasn't going to be wearing any number that season anyway. I guess so. That could have been it. I wish Lambo got a Lambo out of it. <laughs> I hate that for him. The fourth <laughs> inning was where the Rockies came through in a big way. It all got started by our rookie of the year, Ezekiel Tovar. Walked to uh, to start that inning. Ended up stealing a base. And the Rockies coming through in a big way with two outs. Two out rally. Randall Grichik had an RBI double. Austin wins RBI single. He's been impressive since they picked him up. Alan Trejo with an RBI single. Uh, and Tovar stolen base. Uh, first of his career. First time batting second in his career as well. Okay, so we got to keep him at second. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, I, I'm surprised that he hasn't had a stolen base yet this year. But this is this is fun. This is exciting. This is exactly what we want to see out of these young guys, especially Tovar. We yeah. want to see some stolen bases. I want to see some rowdy behavior on the base path. Somewhere on one of the accounts, someone, because other people run my account too, right? Like okay. We should, we, we, should, we should have that disclaimer, you know, to really just... I'm the only one who runs my account, but you do you. <laughs> well, look, if we need to dissolve ourselves from any kind of situation, you know, it could be somebody else. Um, but I thought it would be interesting to see what happens if Brenton Doyle continues to play how he does. If he could even possibly be in line for a third place Rookie of the Year award vote from someone out there who sees his play and says, hey, this guy deserves some acknowledgement. That throw... My goodness. Unbelievable. So, yeah, the defense was super crisp. Doyle did an amazing job in that. Uh, I want to say it was the, the sixth inning. Daniel Bard struggles a little bit. We'll talk about him in a second. Bases loaded, only one out, and fly ball to center field. Doyle's momentum is going forward. Catches it, throws home, fires out the runner at home plate. Nice job by uh, Austin Wins with a nice little deke. Tags the runner out. That ball was thrown 98.1 miles an hour. Second fastest recorded this season by StatCast on an outfield assist. Wow. The arm on that kid. Yeah, that was amazing. The arm on Austin Wins, who recorded two caught stealings today, both against Connor Joe. 
too bad, so sad. Connor, Joe, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> Rockies catchers are now, or rather base runners are 18 for 34 against Rockies catchers, which means they're only barely over 50%. They're at the 50, 53%. So Rockies are are the best at preventing the the running game. They're, they're, they're trying, they're running against the Rockies, mm -hmm. but it's just not, it's not working out. Jerry Weinstein, the catching guru, mm -hmm. obviously must be helping these guys in some way. The Rockies doing something. shutting down the running game. Absolutely impressive. They did take the lead uh, with Jerks and Profar's single off our old friend, Bob Steve, Robert Stevenson. Robert Stevenson. Yes. Old yep. friend. So he, looked, he looked much tanner than he did when he was with the Rockies. Yeah. Did you notice that? Which you wouldn't think would be possible in Pittsburgh, where I think these are the first. This is the first time it's been sunny for three consecutive days in Pittsburgh right? <laughs> since 1983, and hmm. not that many people know that. But hmm. that was a fun little fact that I uh, that I researched uh, thanks to Baseball Reference. Yeah, they've got weather information too. I don't. Oh, know why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Um, since I tell you, still no update on the injury for that. Uh, Daniel Bard uh, starting to get a little concerned. I mean, it's been up and down. It hasn't been. Awful today's outing, you know, not great. Uh, he does give up two walks, gives up a single, okay, but then also has a wild pitch. I like that he was able to come back and get a strikeout of Connor Joe. Connor Joe was on the wrong end of a lot of things. Poor Connor today. Joe. <laughs> Just yeah. out there doing his job, and the Rockies are not letting him have it. Yeah, yeah. So Bard gets out there. Brad Hand gets him out of the jam. Uh, Hand with one and two-thirds scoreless innings pitch. So nice job by the bullpen. And Justin Lawrence doing the job. In the eighth. Sweeper be sweeping. Should we his, his nickname just be The Sweeper? Maybe. Could be. Corey Sullivan would hate it. That's yeah. the hill he's going to die on. I've been watching the TV broadcasts, and he refuses to acknowledge The Sweeper. He's like, no, it is just a slider. May, will he acknowledge it as being legitimate if there's a shirt? Because, again, we might have to. If Kenny Omega is the cleaner, Justin Lawrence has to be... The sweeper, right? Maybe. See? Maybe. Getting on board with my wrestling takes. I do appreciate that. Uh, Pierce Johnson with the nail biter in the ninth, but got the job Ooh, done. Yeah, I was stressed in the ninth. That was that was a wild one. And uh, I haven't gotten any response yet from... They're working on it. It takes a while. This, the big supercomputer down at Elias Sports Bureau. But when was the last time you had nearly a 22-year age gap between a Rockies hitter and an opposing pitcher. Because Tovar's 21, Rich Hill's 43. It actually is a difference of 21 years and, and some change. I did look it up real quick. Jamie Moyer, age 47 with the Phillies, faced a pair of 24-year-olds and Dexter Fowler and Carlos Gonzalez. So oh my God. it still might be in the top five, maybe yeah. top 10 uh, of all-time matchups, but I thought that was that was an interesting juxtaposition between those two guys. I mean, Rich Hill's been doing this since long before Tovar was born. Yeah. He's yeah. like double his age. 2005, <laughs> I think, was Rich Hill's debut. So Tovar was already born. I was hoping that we would have oh my gosh. that situation. And I didn't look up to see if Jamie Moyer had debuted before Cargo or Dexter Fowler were born. Ooh, possible. This is, this is wild. But yeah, it's Rich possible. Hill, the fact that he's still out there doing it. He's doing it. Doing Old it as well. dirt. Ancient. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Um, Tuesday was a was a 10-1 win. Actually, another note, too, from uh, from Wednesday's game. Do you know how long the game was? Today's, Today's game. game. Yeah. Today's game. Wednesday's game. It Ooh. felt long, but we've been saying that, and it's like 2.25, and you're like, oh, I guess it wasn't that long. Was it 2.40? 
three hours, eight minutes. No, this was the longest game. Of- oh my gosh. We broke the seal. We cracked open the box. So we've now had, we're just- we've had time records in three of the last four games. Cause Sunday was the longest game. Monday was the quickest game. Tuesday was nothing. And now Wednesday, we have a new longest game record. This is wild. I, I like thinking about baseball in terms of time now. Like it's just this interesting element. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when they started like doing pitch counts or like tracking the pitches and you go, oh, well, was that the fastest curveball ever recorded or the, the best separation between a fastball and a changeup, mm-hmm. stuff like that. The more stats, please give us more statistics. Now we can look at time as a statistic. Patty stats over here. I do. I love it. You love it. I absolutely love, I love the, uh, the 10-1 win by the Rockies on Tuesday. Second time in three days that Colorado had scored 10 or more runs. Again, on the road, folks. It road was, Rockies. That was a juicy game. That was a lot of fun. That was. That was good. That game got cracked wide open. And Connor Siebold. Connor Siebold almost got overlooked a little bit because of all those runs and how mm-hmm. exciting that was. But first big league win. Good for him. I hadn't realized that because, you know, I, I knew he had plenty of experience with Boston, but hadn't gotten that win just yet. Now he's got one. Yeah. I mean, he had, I looked it up. He had like five or six starts with Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Decent amount. Yeah. Decent amount. Uh, he is, uh, he didn't really get into too many jams. His last start at, at Coors Field gave up the three whole solo home runs. As we know, it can hurt you, but it won't break your back, mm-hmm. right? Like you can just put some salve on it, some icy hot. You're going to be okay. I think sure. that's the quote. Is that the quote? Or did I just add some flair to it? I think you're just improving at this point. No, no. <laughs> um, but he was definitely bouncing on a tightrope. Had a had a couple jams. Yes. And yes. got out of I got out of pretty much all of them. Right. He only gave up the one run. That's true. Yeah. Innings. No. There were there were definitely some jams that I was relieved he got out of, and that is that is just a great thing to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. As someone in our uh, diehards only Discord said, they don't call him C Bold for nothing. He's not C Timid. He's C bold. There we go. There we go. Thanks to all the homies. I gotta there. say, this season the uh, members only Discord is absolutely popping. Right? I was like, I was in there today during the game. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys care. It's it's I love sc- it. it's <laughs> yeah. It's legitimately Scroll City where you're like, Scroll City. you're just going back and you're like, what? Usually it's like your last comment is the last time that you were there. So they're like, where is my comment? I'm like, man, it's just going like 24 seven too in the middle of the night. Yeah. It's loving the diehards, loving the diehards bullpen, four scoreless innings uh, that we had uh, on Tuesday's game. So props to Brent Suter, Jake Bird, Nick Mears, who had two scoreless innings pitched. Two innings for Nick Mears. Let's go. Let's do this. That was absolutely fantastic. You love to see that. And you love to see everybody down at the DNVR bar who's celebrating the Game 5 win of the Nuggets over the Suns. They have to go back to Phoenix. So now the the only ball in town is baby ball. That's when when the bar's really popping, when the Nuggets are on the road. I was here last night for a bit for that game. You were there. It was a lot of fun. Photographing Marissa holding on with her therapy her paper therapy towels. Roll of paper towels. No matter what, she's gonna find a roll of paper towels and hold it because she's stressed. So that's I mean, again, besides the fact that you can join our watch party and if you're a diehard, you get 15% off your food and drink, all of it. You also get to bump into us and see all of our weird mannerisms. Because we're and what we so do during weird. The very We're weird. So weird. That's free of charge too. You That's, don't have to be a diehard to, to experience You don't. That. You can just show up and be like, oh my God, why is Susie <laughs> doing that? Why is Marissa doing that? Like what is happening? <laughs> but if you sign up and you're a diehard, you get 20% off all your merch. 
here at the bar mm-hmm. as well as online. So you can ship it out to some folks all around Nuggets and Rockies Nation, as it were, and 20% off all the takeovers, which we're working on getting another one. Not official yet, but we're working on our next one, and that is going to sell quickly. Again, if you're a diehard, you get 20% off those tickets as well. Yes. That's fantastic. And Should we tease what series it might be in? Um, Let's just say it's in June. I mean, I've already just said it. <laughs> what if you said no? You're like, no, let's not do that. Let's do. I'm like, oh wow, I just, I didn't really set myself up for success Mm-mm. there. Um, but it, it could be in in June. It could now, be in June. Now That's the Diamondbacks, what we're at. Diamondbacks, they've been having theirs during the week. We've we've done ours on the weekends. What's it going to be? I don't know. You you might have to listen to like an entire DNVR Rockies podcast just to find out this kind of information. Or you could follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. Sorry, snapped out of that. No, game time tickets is what I want to talk about. Yes. Because when you use code DNVR, you get $20 off your first purchase, which is amazing. There's a lot of the, the ticket prices are have already been reduced, but you can get up to about 60% off the face value of a ticket if you wait close to the start of the event. So if you go two and a half, two hours, up to an hour before the event starts, you can get discounted tickets. And if you use that code DNVR for your first time, you might even be able to get tickets for free. Yeah. That's that's the beauty of $20 off. There's just some great deals on game time. Yeah. Rockies right now are trending down in the tickets. Uh, I think I, I I know I did actually. Tweeted out the fact that attendance is down 4,000 per game, most in all of MLB. Wow. MLB attendance is up in general, but just not at Coors Field. Wow. So it's down 4,000. Right now, ticket prices look to be up higher than what we've seen it all year uh, for these upcoming series against the Phillies and Reds. But again, you wait closer to the first pitch and it they're going to come down and you'll get it less than face value. Thanks to the folks over at Game Time and thanks to the folks at Pins and Aces. I've got my awesome Pins and Aces that is, red cap. That is a nice cap. You can see me in a crowd. Yeah, easily. you can you can find you. My wife usually has to like whistle or like snap her fingers for me to come by. She doesn't have to do that. She can just see me in a crowd with this beautiful hat on. And they've got all the different colors Mm -hmm. that you can uh, name, different styles as well. They've got polos. They've got the liquor stick. So it looks like a little putter that you can sneak in your bag. And Well, you don't have to sneak the putter in. You put that in, it's the liquor inside that is getting snuck, as well as a beer sleeve, which is also for the sneaky sneakers. The beer sleeve and the liquor stick are just like the most genius inventions ever. It like legitimately, I think, is going to get people into golf. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, like, oh, I can take tequila shots while I golf? Yeah, say less. Yeah. I'm there. It's like bowling. Great, fun. We love doing that with our friends over at Volo Sport. But it's an indoor activity, and you want to be outdoors mm-hmm. you know, this time of year, and you want to drink, and you want to wait for the cart to come around or maybe get overcharged at the 19th hole. Pinsandaces.com. Use code DNVR to get 15% off your first order, and you get free shipping on top of that. Love to see that. Can we get into some of the comments right now? I would love to. So Nathan May popped in, um, and he's right, because we have heard Patrick Saunders tweeted this out a few minutes ago. Bob Black says, Antonio Sanditella has right forearm tightness. He'll be examined tomorrow in Denver. No, thank you. Not good. I mean, I'm hoping that this is just precautionary. I'm hoping we're just being overly cautious because of the state of our rotation right now. But holy crap. Wow. This, we cannot afford to lose Senza after we just got him back, after we just lost Marquez. This is too much. 
Avs are going to be without Gabriel Landeskog for two years. Could the could that happen with the Rockies and Antonio Senzatella? Again, that's a worst-case scenario, right, because they lost them last August with the ACL injury, but the right forearm tightness is an indicator there's something not going on very well there, which is a little strange in a sense. And again, we are not doctors, and we mm-hmm. barely even pretend to be them on podcasts, but... <laughs> His arm has had a lot of time to rest yeah. in in you know doing the ACL surgery and and kind of rehabbing from that. His fastball was up in that first start, right? He was thrown at 97, which is a good sign. I don't think he was overthrowing. You know, he was very effective uh, in that outing uh, on Friday in New York. So, you know, it seemed like everything was going well. So that's a bummer. You know, is he gonna have to get injections? Yeah, on one hand, you go, oh, could it be like Marquez, where if he does go on the 15 day IL for pitchers? Maybe he can come back in the minimum and be able to make his start, which Marquez did. Mm-hmm. But then Marquez also re-aggravated that injury and then needed Tommy John surgery. So that's the, that's bad. The thing that made me hopeful, Kelsey Winger tweeted out this because you know she's sitting right next to the dugout. Yeah. She noted that he was not you know immediately attended to by trainers right after he came out of the game. So I'm like, well, if it was something dire, then there would have been a little more sense of urgency about it, right? So I'm hoping. I'm hoping. That it's nothing, but oh my goodness, it might not be nothing. Yeah, again, I'm so curious as to, and I didn't wasn't able to to see it on the AT&T Sportsnet broadcast. Mm-hmm. Like, was there a grimace? You know, did Austin Wins notice something? Is he as tapped in as Elias Diaz is tapped in with his guy Marquez? You know um, what? I mean, like, it, they all just you know the mound visit happened after he gave up that home run, right. so like it didn't seem out of the ordinary. No, you know, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. The the other thing where you go, all right, well, you know, when when there's a, an injury to a body part, mm-hmm. the other body parts have to step up and can be get, you know, uh, you can over exacerbate uh, in in those areas, and so that's what happens. You have a bad ankle and you can't push off. Now you're using your shoulder more. So throughout his rehab process and trying to ramp things up. You know, was his lower half, was his ACL not ready to come back? And so his arm is overcompensating and not taking on, you know, additional weight to to, to look normal yeah. when really there was still an imbalance and maybe he wasn't ready to come back. Maybe uh, it was a rush situation. Don't know who, not pointing any fingers. Also don't know if that's even the case, but mm-hmm. um, you can certainly at least, you know, surmise that uh, in a sense. Zach pointing out in the chat, welcome Zach, Gebhardt. Bullpen, man, just sizzle. Ooh, fantastic! I love that. Thank you for giving me this. Thank you for speaking my language. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're. I think I saw on the broadcast they're thirteen and two now, fourteen and two with today's win when leading after six innings. Like they've they've been. Again, we said it at the start of the year. This bullpen was going to be really good, and the worry is if the starting pitching doesn't hold up. Thank you. Yeah. Doesn't hold up their end of the bargain. We need a compilation tape, by the way, of all the times you do that. That would be great. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, when sometimes when you talk about the bullpen, you jinx it. So I'm just there. We go. Knocking on wood. That's it. Is is that wood? Can we confirm? This is wood. Is Parkle board. This is not wood? wood. This is wood. Is it? This is wood. <laughs> this wood. This is, is wood. Yeah, it's it's made of wood. It's woodish. It's made of wood. It's wood like. It's more wood than this. Yeah. This is just plastic. This is woodish. Yeah. Yeah. Someone get me a <laughs> block of wood, please. My you, God. We used to have keychains, DNVR keychains. Yeah. That was actually, like a piece of wood. My keys have a little wooden sticker. We're going to derail the show for a moment. We are. Alyssa, can you slide me my bag? <laughs> She's really serious. All right. While you're doing that, what I was going to say about the bullpen is, again, very talented, but if the starting rotation isn't. This is wood. There you go. 
It's it's cork, I think, but no, it's wood. Okay. It's not cork. Your car alarm's now. Your car alarm's going off. What are you? What are you doing? It's You're not cork. It's wood. It's woodish. Well, no, it's, it's still woodish. It's wood. Um, but if the starting rotation's not doing their job, the bullpen's going to get taxed, and then it's going to be May, June, and they're going to be wiped out, and we're not going to see their best. Kind of like Jake Bird. That's what. Look, I said it. I'll go on record. I was like, I think Jake Bird's season's just going to be up, down, up, down, because he just couldn't you know, get his sea legs under him because he's just using him so much. He's having a bad outing. You know, he had the oblique injury in spring training, and it was just one of those weird kind of seasons. And yet, he's been one of the best relief pitchers in baseball, the best relief pitchers in baseball since the second week of the season, mm-hmm. Jake Bird. Unbelievable. Um, I believe, is he at the uh, top of the list in terms of most innings pitched by an NL reliever? Gobbling up innings, mm-hmm. gobbling up strikeouts. Jake Bird, he is, he's a greedy bird. He's and a you, turkey. And you know what they say about the... He's a, er- he's a turkey. If he's gobbling, hello. And, and and you know what? You know what you, in bowling, what, what you call it when you get three strikes in a row? That, that's a turkey. That's a turkey. So if he... That's it. So when Jake Bird strikes out three in an inning, that is worth a free turkey club sandwich here. <laughs> is that turkey? I speak Turkish. Yeah. Turkish? <laughs> a lot of issues going around today. I've actually been waiting to do this sound on the show for such a long time. You've been prepping a whole bit about bird and turkey? I've been waiting for the opportunity. What? <laughs> Next time I see you take bird on Friday, I'm just gonna be like, hey, does this make sense to you? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I gotta make sure I'm filming that. <laughs> he will hate it, I guarantee it. I'm sorry, continue what you were saying. The bullpen. What a great time to be in the Rockies bullpen. What a great time to be in the Rockies bullpen. Not as good. It's more of a commitment. That's it. I, you must have drank a lot of Turkey Hill iced tea back in the Wawa days of <laughs> I Philly. Did. You did? That's a deep cut right there. You are what you drink. Turkey Hill ice cream, too. You are what you drink. All right. Every Rocky in the starting lineup on Tuesday had a base hit, except Tovar. That's okay. He scored a run. Had an RBI. McMahon, two RBI triple. I think he had a double today. He's breaking out. He's he breaking is, out. He is trying to just pry himself out of that rut that he has been in. I was so happy to see that triple yesterday. I low-key shouted at the TV. Yeah, he's been in a McRut, but he's getting himself out. He's getting himself out. Mm-hmm. CJ Crone had his first RBI of the month. That's He's been struggling. He's been up and down, yeah. He came up with two outs, so you kind of can give him a break, but the bases were loaded, so the pressure was on the Pirates in that moment. Wasn't able to uh, do anything grounded out. He's 0 for 10 since the start of last year with the bases loaded. How about that? Hmm. That's wild. CJ Crone, don't put that much pressure on yourself. Yeah, definitely. And our, Crone, give yourself a break. And our Turkey Hill Turkey of the game yesterday <laughs> was Jerickson Profar. <laughs> Two home runs. Yes. His first since April 24th. Got dropped to seventh in the lineup, but again, came through in a big way. The 78th player in franchise history with a multi-homer game. Susie, let's play. Did they hit two or more home runs with the Rockies in a game? Game. Okay. You ready? Yeah. So this is... This is a real game. Did they hit two or more home runs with the Rockies in a game? Game. Yes. Okay. Sounds good. Vinny Castilla. Yes. Yes. 27 times, second most in franchise history. Behind Todd Helton, of course. Makes sense. 
Ryan Spielborgs. No. Five times. What? Oh, sorry, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Billy. <laughs> Let's clip this and just send it right so over. Don't, don't, don't ever show him. <laughs> to Sirius XM Radio. Sorry, Billy. All right. Corey Sullivan. Mm, yes. No. That's okay. You guessed the right way, though. You know, I don't, don't want right to offend way. the people that I, like, sit next to in the press box. Right. Speaking of Tracy Ringlesby. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Garrett Hampson. No. I'm shocked you didn't guess yes. He did. Did three it happen times. last year? He had three two-home run games. Yeah, that makes That's sense. That's pretty good. I forgot. How quickly we forget. It's falling off the rails. Let's bring it back. Come on. Let's bring okay, it back. Okay, this is off the rails. Focus, focus. Okay. Eric Young Sr. Yes. Eric Young Jr. Yes. Ooh, you got the first one. <laughs> Senior did it. Junior did not. Uh, our man in AAA, Ellie Harris Montero. No. There was the light in your eye remembering the game last year where he did it. Oh, my gosh. And yet... Am I bad at my job? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. How about Chris Bryant? No. Yes. Wait, when? He had a two-home run game in Arizona last year in between month-long IL stints. Oh, my gosh. Blink and you'll miss it. All right. Get me off of this podcast. If anyone <laughs> wants my job, clearly I'm not supposed to be you here. You legit only... Oh, no, you've gotten two so far. All right, this is this is worth like eight points, so... You'll be okay. You will still win this game. Hermen Marquez. <laughs> I feel like he has. Like, he's a silver slugger. Final answer? Yes. No. No. He <laughs> no. He's had two in his career, but not in the game. They were in the same game? Okay, that's crazy. They were not. I want to start asking pitchers, like, do you ever miss hitting? I, you know, I had that thought, too, because Noah Davis... We'll never know what it's like yeah. to hit. Brent Suter has hit a couple times. So, mm -hmm. like, there's gonna be who's gonna be the last active pitcher who had a plate appearance. Wow. Or at bat. Yeah. I have gotta say though, like, I don't miss making pitchers hit. No. I don't miss it. I can't believe anyone was ever against the universal DH. Yeah, that's just like it's just a bad take. Like if if you were upset, oh, the strategy, it's it's strategy of just like bringing a guy on off the bench to hit in that one moment, mm -hmm. just start that guy. How yeah. about you just start that guy? Come on. And the National League was literally like the only league in all of baseball, including college, Japan, South Korea, where uh, they didn't use the DH. So come on, they're, they were kind of in the minority. But you can be in the majority and join over 200,000 people who have given Shady Rays a five-star review. We're in an ad. As that's a top 10 <laughs> uh, segue, I think. That was a good one. Buy one, get one right now. And you use code DNVR. Such a good deal. Over at Shady Rays, a fantastic independent sunglass company. We both have a pair because we take care of our glasses. But we also have a pair because even if one of us didn't, we're not going to point fingers, but if one of us didn't, it's okay because they have a lost and broken replacement policy. I so if you love my yeah. lost replacement sunglasses. That's it. That's it. So if you happen to run over your glasses as you're backing out at Coors Field and break them, they will go ahead and replace Patrick, them. I didn't do that. You're giving yourself away. I was just giving a hypothetical. I didn't do that. <laughs> I know, but now people are going to think that you did. No, everyone knows I don't break my sunglasses. I just lose them. Oh, see, I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> I don't want to point fingers. I was, oh, I'm man. here for honesty. Um, you are. Uh, this is honesty hour right now. 
And you know what? Shady Rays appreciates honesty too, because if you don't like how your glasses look within 30 days, oh my gosh. <laughs> you can you can return them and get a full refund. It's great. Or you can go to the Park Meadows Mall if you're like, no, I don't want to go through that that rigmarole of shipping things out and getting them sent. Go to the Park Meadows Mall, buy two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses, and you get 50% off those bad boys. Such a good deal. Yeah. Use promo code DNVR if you are shopping online. And go to breckbrew.com to get your Mile High City Golden Ale. It's uh, it's given Nikola Jokic that it factor to win game five, I think, in my opinion. I, mm-hmm. I can confirm that, but I sort of feel like that's been the, the magic there. So when you're watching game six at home and you can't make it down to baby ball here at the DNVR bar, that's okay. Go to Breck Brew, to the Breck Brew locator, and find out where you can get some Mile High City Golden Ale. That has to be my favorite of the Brecks. And I love Breck. Yep. But like the Mile High City Golden Ale is my new favorite. It's amazing. Has been ever since we had the release party a couple months ago. Yeah. Where we built the beer tower. Built it. Yeah. Destroyed it. Someone else destroyed it. Yeah. We left it up. I was like, you know what? I'm going to see how long this lasts. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know who had to take it down. Hopefully it was easier to take down than it was to put up. Do they? Ha- is there somebody that gets... Uh- hired or is in charge of that at Wrigley Field when they do the cup snakes? Do they just leave that behind? How does that work? Yeah. You know, usually cup snakes fall apart. That's how they reach their demise. That's just Mother Nature just kind of taking its course? Yes. Okay. The cups give it, the cups taketh away. And If I was a kid, I would would not have contributed to a cup snake because I used to collect the cups. I I would go, in fact, uh, I would even after games walk around to see like who left their cup behind if someone had a collector's cup mm-hmm. and then and I would grab those too bring it home and then I had souvenir cup look at you that, just, that was what I did just yeah of course you would I'm so mad uh <laughs> when I was at um A's games um in Anaheim RIP to not A's games, Angels games. Oh, okay. Angels games well, in still. Anaheim. Sorry, I've got A's on the mind. <laughs> I see your comment, A's to Las Vegas. Look, you can't spell face. Angels without A apostrophe S. I'm uh, so. sometimes not smart. We obviously know from this past segment that I just like don't have a brain today, and it's fine. Um, I'm more fun when I'm stupid. <laughs> it just happens. So anyway, um, when I was at Angels games in Anaheim, um, the souvenir cup, they were Shohei Otani cups oh. and it was a fireworks game too. Uh, but we left me and my best friend <gasps> left our cups at the ballpark. What? I know. And I was actually like so sad. That's an item that legit you, I'm sure people are selling on eBay. Yeah, no, I'm like, I was really sad about it. Don't, don't you worry. All right, now you know what to get Susie for her half birthday. Which coming is June up 21st. On, in June. Cause <laughs> I know your birthday is in December, so therefore the half birthday is the one to celebrate. My birthday, we know, is the first day of winter, and my half birthday is the first day of summer. What? The longest and shortest days. Talk about being on polar opposites. I know. I didn't say bipolar, but being polar opposites. I'm not bipolar. I'm just depressed. (laughs) You're not. You're not. not, I'm just depressed and anxious. It's different. I want to get some gossip, but a a couple other you know, quick little pieces of information. Mm -hmm. Tyler Kinley. Two weeks ahead of schedule. Could be ready before the All-Star break. Let's we go. We love a Tyler Kinley who's ahead of schedule, but I don't want him to push it. I was but gonna... the bullpen's definitely going to need it, especially with all the work we've been giving them. Who are you getting out of the bullpen? This bullpen is is dominant. You might even be able to have a legit bullpen game. All right, that's the first question of Buddy on Friday. 
with all these dudes, right? Mm -hmm. Especially multiple um, inning dudes. Okay, don't jinx it because we know lots of things happen. Cork it. Tap it's that cork. not cork. It is wood, Patrick. Feel it. It's not cork. Oh yeah, that is cork. No. Um, <laughs> you are exhausting. <laughs> look, I used to be a vintner. Okay, so I know cork when I touch cork. That's not cork. I was that never a vintner. Um, all right. Rockies also had a couple of slam opportunities. Those are mm -hmm. obviously Grand Slam opportunities. They've still yet to have one since Philadelphia in September of 2021. Mm -hmm. Had two in the last two days. Couldn't get it done. Awful. And Susie, I don't know if you uh, saw on Jeopardy last week. Are you a big Jeopardy I, fan? I, the only show I watch are when... The Rockies are on the road. <laughs> the Rockies show? The Rockies, this show. <laughs> what, what's your favorite show on TV? The Rockies show. The, the Rockies. <laughs> the club. The club. <laughs> <laughs> the club. What, what? What is that? I love the club. Love watching the Gombers go to the zoo the other day. Yes, that's, that's a new one. That's a new one. Uh, do they do them like every month or is it like every week? Because I feel like every time I'm at the ballpark, I'm seeing new clips of something. Yeah, no, I think they do that show every week. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, they do. They do a wonderful job. They do. Maybe that is my favorite show. Oh my gosh. My, <laughs> my, uh, my parents pointed it out that last week on Jeopardy, this was the final Jeopardy question. And at this, so the category was team names. Okay. An MLB team got this name in 1902 after some of its players defected to a new crosstown rival, leaving young replacements. What? An MLB team. So nicknames used to be somewhat amorphous. They would jump around. Um, one of my favorite stories is the fact that the Pirates got their name because they took a lot of players mm -hmm. from other teams. So the scribes, the writers, started calling them the Pittsburgh Pirates, even though they were the Pittsburgh Alleghenies at the time. I, I love an organic nickname. Yes. And so this would have also been organic. An MLB team got this nickname in 1902 after some of its players defected to a new crosstown rival. So they lost a bunch of guys, and all they were left with were young players. Young players. Think of the old school teams that have been around for a while. Hmm. Young players. Yes. I mean, is it the A's? No. No, okay. They were, they were around then. All right, yeah. I like that. Um, and there were two teams in Philadelphia at that time. Yeah. Don't worry about the other teams in the city necessarily. Although there are two teams in the city still to this day. Oh, still to. Okay. This is young. Was it one of the New York teams? No. Okay. Not Giants, Dodgers, or Yankees, or Highlanders. So I guess it must have been a Chicago team. Which means the answer is, by the way, the, 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 if you're playing the Jeopardy themed song, it's over. It's the Cubs. Got Bingo. it. Okay. Okay. We're here. We're here. Chicago Cubs. Cubs. Cause they're young. And you have the bears too in town, but yes. they got the young, they got the young boys. Actually, I don't even know if the bears were around back then. Don't mm -hmm. know, but young Cubs. I think that's pretty cool. I love that. I like that. That's okay. Good. I didn't know that. That's good. And I thought about it and I, I got it after guessing every other team that had two baseball teams that's in their market. It. I still don't know why you guessed Expos. But anyway, you got it <laughs> right. You figured it out. And for that, you uh, you should dish some gossip. All right. I'm going to dish some gossip. It's my turn now to ask <laughs> you some questions that you might know, you might not know. Ooh, okay. I like I like. Finally, rumors. something that I know all the answers to. I'm like... My laptop's falling all over the place. I'm messy today. You get a special graphic now in the bottom left-hand corner for people to know. Oh, the gossip. This is the gossip. Oh, my gosh. She's so cute. Look at her. 
She's adorable. <laughs> okay, let's do this. You ready? I'm so ready. Let's okay. do it. Patrick, did you hear that Orlando wants to steal the Tampa Bay Rays? They have a stadium plan and they're ready to fight, especially because the Rays stadium is, quote, old and crappy. I think you're going to say old AF, uh, which it is. Yeah. It's older than Coors Field. And you go, yeah, but the Rays aren't even as old. That was around for 10 years before the Rays stuck with that. Mm-hmm. I did hear that. I did hear, uh, I can even remember five years ago, you know, some guy down there, maybe it's the owner of the Magic, saying we'll call the team the Orlando Dreams. Mm-hmm. Sounds good and all, but, and I think that brings a lot of tourism, but Orlando eh, might be more of a double-A city. Give them a double-A team in the Southern League. I don't know. I don't know about the big leagues. Well, what do you think? Do you think what I said is true? Yes. It's mostly true. <laughs> the quote, old and crappy, that that I made oh, up. Okay. <laughs> but the sentiment is still there. <laughs> the, the guy actually did say old AF, which is pretty great for a guy who's in his 70s. But yeah, a group led by Magic co-founder Pat Williams. They unveiled artist renderings on Tuesday for a new baseball stadium to attract either a raise move or an MLB expansion team. And the group that is putting this together is called the Orlando City Baseball Dreamers. The thing that's interesting about this plan, though, is that it includes $700 million in private funding, which would be the most private investment for a publicly owned MLB team. So they're putting together a significant amount of private money, which we know is an issue when teams want, you know, no one wants their tax dollars to go to or... You know, no one wants their taxes to go up if they live in any yeah. particular city. So that bodes well. Interesting stuff. So seven hundred million in private funds. They still need a billion in public funding. Things are so expensive, but wow. it would be a totally domed stadium. You gotta have it. Yeah, you gotta have it. retractable. I would hope. You you, you gotta invest in the the retraction. Yes. So I would hope so. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I mean, I. Uh, I think Orlando has gotten passed up uh, um, in 98. They were actually mm-hmm. kind of in the mix. It might have even been the same same owner, Pat Williams. But renderings. All I heard was renderings. There's uh, renderings. I'm excited. I, I think you, this might even be good to bring back and go into more detail on Friday on the Suzy Show because it's it rendering. Might. So We love renderings. Renderings equals ratings uh, in this industry. Sure. Which we both know. I not, will say, like, the renderings, it's giving SoFi. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I only saw one image. Is there more than just the one? There's a there's a few. Actually, oh. there's a there's a handful of renderings, and they it is it is some nice looking right. stuff. Alyssa, we've got our Friday thumbnail. It's it, renderings. Mul- no, multiple <laughs> renderings. Multiple. That's really eye catching. Multiple renderings. Yes, it renderings. In. It gets the people going. <laughs> it does. Um. All right. Do you think? Side note. Sidebar. Do Ooh. you think? Uh, so Orlando is a hundred miles away from St. Pete, where the Tampa Bay Rays play. Could Florida support two teams in within a hundred miles of each other? The state can't even support two teams, <laughs> let alone two within a hundred miles. Now that being said, if you're gonna get partially a free stadium and you're gonna get somebody paying the two point two or two point six billion dollars for the expansion fee, you've you've got the ear of the commissioner. So they're in the hunt, even though I, I think we would probably have a similar situation to what's going on in Miami and in Tampa with you know the lack of attendance, despite a winning ball club there for the Rays. And yeah. 
there's been even some discussion. I don't know if you've heard, but like Disney World's like, you know what? Maybe we're going to leave Florida. You know what? I don't think it'll happen. Florida's getting a little messy right now. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not, Orlando. Maybe not. Hard pass. All right, let's move it up to Milwaukee. The Brewers are moving their beers. Did you hear this, Patrick? The Brewers are moving their beer sales back up to the seventh inning because those drunk Milwaukee fans just can't handle that extra inning of drinking. Really? Do you think this is true? No. But I I need need to know. I need to know if this is legit. I'm I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say there's there's not that there's no way. I'm gonna say there's there's no way that that's true. It's half true, half not. They are moving last call back to the seventh inning. Why? But they say it's for no reason in particular. See, that's the thing, is I I I don't understand. There has to be a reason. You know what? It sounds like it didn't move the needle. So Brewer's Senior Vice President for Communications, Tyler Barnes, Hmm. said, quote, what we have experienced (laughs) is that sale of all concessions drops off in later innings, and with the faster game times, the extra 15 to 20 minutes of sales has been materially insignificant. So long, long quote short, it didn't move the needle. Yeah, people think I've got more time. Also, if you are keeping you know, beer sales going until the eighth inning, you have to pay the workers. You have, you have to pay mm-hmm. the people who are working at the stands that money. So now you need to be selling that much more. That's why a lot of businesses are closed on Mondays because you're like, hey, it doesn't move the needle. Again, we know lingo. Yes. So, interesting. All right. Yes. So unfortunately for Brewers fans, they were the first to move it and they're the first to move it back. So that also makes me think, could we someday have, live in a world in which beer sales end after the sixth? No, that's crazy. But, hey, that's you never crazy. know. Patrick, that's insane. What What about, Alyssa's upset over here, Vi- visibly upset. <laughs> me, and, me and Alyssa are about to fight you right now. You know how MLB likes to just tweak the rules of some of their partner leagues, like in the Atlantic League, with the yeah. du- double hook where they're like, oh, if your starting pitcher gets taken out of the game, you lose your DH, as if teams are like forcibly taking their starter out as some kind of advantage. It doesn't make sense. Mm. But I wonder if MLB would be like, hey, partner leagues, when the starting pitcher's out of the game, beer sales end. <gasps> like, that's, it makes no sense. But that would be an interesting experiment. That would be chaos. Team, fans would Managers be like. Managers would get, like, tomatoes thrown at them. Fans would be like, I don't <laughs> care. You need to sign an entire rotation of Mike Hamptons. We don't care if it costs $500 million. Get a good rotation so that they can at least go five innings. We don't care if they give up six runs. We need to be able to buy our beers as long as the starting pitchers are still in the game. That would be the craziest thing. Maybe. <sighs> oh I sure hope not. I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm picturing, I have a very vivid imagination. I'm picturing the scenarios. It's not good. Rob Manfred watches the show, so don't. that's not a good one, Rob. Don't. Don't put that one on your list. Don't. Don't. Let's let's get some more gossip going, shall we? We shall. Patrick, did you hear? The A's are going to tear down a hotel in the Las Vegas Strip to build their new stadium. I didn't hear that exactly, but yes, because I think they bought some land that the old Tropicana Hotel is on somewhere. They've actually have like two pieces of land that they've bought or been working out buying, which does make me think it's not officially official that they're going to Las Vegas. There's still wiggle room. Um, uh, there's still wiggle room, but it seems like this is a big step because this yeah. is this is in the works. So like, yeah. yeah, this is this is mostly true. So the A's eventual move from Oakland to Las Vegas just cleared a major hurdle. 
um, the team and Bally Corporation agreed that they can build a $1.5 billion stadium on a portion of the Tropicana Hotel site, which is on the southern end of the Las Vegas Strip. So Bally's, like, you know, that that company that can't afford to pay all the baseball teams now wants to help bring a baseball team to Las Vegas? Just You know what? Bally, I think the uh, sports entertainment brand was sold to another company. They mm, are convenient. Owned by, they're, they're owned by Sinclair, which convenient. owns a lot of local news stations. Mm, convenient. Just saying. You're I don't know. Being um you're being un you're just being confusing right now to people. <laughs> I don't want people thinking that Bally's who owns the casinos owns the, you know. Are you a plant from Bally Sports uh <laughs> network? No, I'm definitely not. Are you on their payroll? Are you are you an <laughs> apologizer? No, I just want people to know where the money's going and where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah interesting. Okay. Um, Sell the team. Screw John Fisher and Dave Cable. Yeah. Actually, I think on Friday, there's like a, they're, they've got a big protest coming out. Yeah. That's the day. I think Friday. Yeah, May, May 12th. So that's Friday. Oh, yeah, that's they Friday. they got a big thing going down. We'll All see. Right. Let's, um, uh, let's move on. I got two more pieces of gossip okay. for you. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Did you hear, Patrick, did you hear umpire Marvin Hudson is DFA'd after missing 20 calls in a Mets-Rockies games during this past series? I absolutely did not because (laughs) umpires do not uh, (laughs) manipulate their... They've got a 40-man roster and a 40-man roster. They've got no uh, sending people back, unfortunately. Their union is very strong, so uh, I think that gossip... Very much is false. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that part is <laughs> false, but he did apparently miss 20 calls in a Mets-Rockies game. Um, we have the the, the uh, ump scorecard. Ump so scorecard. people, mostly Mets fans, are up in arms about this on Twitter, uh, but apparently Marvin Hudson missed 20 balls, ball and strike calls while working behind the plate in that 13, in that 13 to 6 victory over the Mets. It was favorable to the Rockies, which it is was. nice. We'll take that. Thank you, Marvin Hudson. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, also, Mark saying in, in the chat, do you know if this is true? Did Paris Hilton um, own the, the Tropicana? Does Paris Hilton own the Tampa Bay Rays? I, this is what Mark's saying. Mark's no, no, starting his own The Gossip. Not owned by Paris Hilton, owned by Hilton. <laughs> Paris yeah, same Hilton, difference. Actually, um, the older siblings of the Hilton family are the only ones who inherit the hotel. So her dad is not one of the members of the family that inherits the hotel names are confusing. They're just rich names are confusing zach asking are vegas fans normally diamondbacks fans i don't i don't know that there are they're really attached to anyone well i mean according to you know everyone vegas is local to the rockies so chris bryant yep was big time big time Rockies fan rockies obviously fan. growing up no i mean reno is uh, is a triple a affiliate for the diamondbacks so there's that but you know las vegas is a big transplant city so you you put a team there. All the casinos are gonna like have suites. They're gonna buy up a bunch of tickets, give them away to people when they come into town. So there's gonna be a lot of empty seats, even though you're gonna see like thirty eight thousand uh, for the attendance. You know, depending on how large the stadium or the new one that they get. But it's gonna look it's gonna look like those Yankee games where all those seats behind home plate are empty because really people are going to the buffet mm-hmm. to get like steak and, and <laughs> shrimp and all that stuff. So it's gonna make money in Vegas. You know who. Whose, whose territory is that exactly? I think it's I think it's ripe to have its own identity. So they'll be okay. They'll be all right. Yeah. We'll 
one more piece of gossip? I would. All right. Patrick, did you hear uh, the Giants called up Corey, or sorry, the Giants called up Casey Schmidt, but he missed the call because he was at the movie theater watching the Super Mario Brothers movie. Patrick, is this true? Schmidt happens. So I'm going to say, I hadn't heard it, but I'm going to say, yeah, it, it did. That's Par- Partially true. Okay. He was at the movies. He wasn't seeing the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, he was seeing I- Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, just came out. Just came out. Yeah. So he did miss the call because he was in the movie theater, but he still made his debut uh, and he homered in his second major league at bat. He did. He's a big Chris Pratt fan. So I think that's where the voice of Mario and you got Lord, the, I don't know. I've never seen a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I've seen both of them. They're very good. They're actually entertaining. I I don't do the superhero movies all that much. Yeah. But the Guardians of the Galaxy is a, is a series that I, Star-Lord. That would be Chris Pratt's name. He's a, he's the Star Lord. Cool. Great soundtracks. Okay. You know, but very famously, I don't really like science fiction, but and I don't really like uh, superhero movies either. But sometimes they're really good. Okay. You know, sure. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is out in theaters today. Is this an ad read? And when you use code DNVR, <laughs> when you use code DNVR, uh, all the popcorn on the floor is free. <laughs> Um, do you go around and collect all the uneaten popcorn after a movie? <laughs> I do the cups though. You freaking raccoon, just like <laughs> scooping up all the trash. <laughs> I do. I do take cups. I, I will go around after the movie and take cups. Um, and you, you're the possum. You hang up in the rafters so you can stick around and watch other movies. That's it. Yeah. You have a day, a day at the theaters. <laughs> That's it. Just Susie's head poking down. What you have special glasses so that when you hang upside down, it switches the vision around so it looks normal to you. Oh, that's a good idea. Does Shady Rays have that? I, that's another one. <laughs> we know that uh, the president of Shady Rays watches this in addition to Rob Manfred. So all these great ideas. Free ideas, folks. Free ideas. Free ideas. And free content over at Twitter, too. Yeah. Still. Still. Just free. Just still free. Our thoughts and other people's thoughts from the company mm-hmm. who jump into the account and say things at DNVR underscore Rockies, <laughs> all kinds of different people using at Patrick D Lyons. I'm the only one using at the Susie Hunter, not just on Twitter, but on all platforms. Eight and two since April 30th. That's fun. Seven and two this month. Best record in all of baseball. Your Colorado Rockies back-to-back road series wins. Three road series wins. Woo! So Jeez. much momentum going into that Susie show, mm-hmm. which is great, which is very perfect because Five you know what o'clock. they say. Five o'clock on Friday, by the way, before you, the game. You know, oh, so that's a pregame. It's a pregame. That's a great pregame yeah. show to tune into, find out what's going on with the Phillies. And like I will have been at Clubhouse earlier, so like the freshest quotes. Just like Fresh. really need y'all to know that. But what do they do they say something about shows like that? Yes, they say it's only as good. <laughs> As your next Susie show. And thankfully, it's that time because they only come once a week. Make sure you're locked in right here, Friday, 5 p.m. pregame on the DNVR Sports Channel here on YouTube. 